How Long Gone is here. Them Jeans on microphone one. Chrisley Knows Best on microphone two. What's going on, bro? How are you? We just got back from SF. We just JSX from Oakland to Burbank, and um, I had lots of stuff to do when I got home, so I'm feeling a little road hard and put up wet. We had a great weekend in the um, shitty town of San Francisco. I guess first, first, yeah, we did. Uh, The first time I've had a good trip to San Francisco since Clinton Mm -hmm. was in office, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, but we did uh, we did a couple of shows in LA. Our LA run is done. Troubadour could have done better, uh, but it sold out. It was a it was a good show, but great is the word I would use for Highland Park. Unfortunately, I would no, I would agree. It, like you said yesterday, maybe was our best no, show be- to date. Yeah, we were just you know I, I don't know what it was. Maybe I was hydrated. Uh, maybe the energy was palpable in the room. You had to. We just had to pump one out. Mm-hmm clean the chamber so then we were ready to go you know yeah no of course that's clear kinda, eyes clear hearts yeah yeah that, that's what i do with my revolver as well so i kind of know the process oh, okay. at, at the range yeah i mean i don't want to talk about it really but okay i didn't mean to bring it up here um but no no i i agree and and i just you know the way they treat you at the lodge room it makes you feel like a damn rock star and that could be part of it i think it puts when they have a refrigerator full of mountain valley and selling san pellegrino and they bring you cigarettes and 818 I feel ready to perform. Yeah, it's the little things. No, it really is. It really is. And those are the that's the difference between a, a, a four star and a five star hotel. I would say uh, parking the Porsche um, directly in front of the Troubadour was nice, um, but <laughs> there's also nowhere else to park. So I think that they kind of have to offer that to you. You could. There were some spots in the back, but those there was a giant um, one of those trucks that's a Harley Davidson edition mm-hmm. that has like skulls mm-hmm. on it and mm-hmm. shit. It was taking up like every spot. It's a three spacer. <laughs> I went to pick up. I Fucked forgot up. to pick up the check for that show, and I had to go back the next day. Oh. And um, you went over, and they sent you over to accounts receivable. Yeah, which was in an office, and it, it looks like a. <laughs> I had to double park first of all. Once again, there's nowhere to fucking park, so I'm back there. It's like behind the venue. Like, oh yeah, just come up, you know. And I come up, and it literally looks like a fucking dorm room in mm-hmm. there. You know, it's just like two cool chicks that are like super nice. And it's just covered in posters, mm-hmm. and I think they probably smoke weed like in the bathroom and blow it out of the the window. I got a fun job. Yeah, it's a fun job. It's mm-hmm. a fun job. I feel like a, a club of that status books itself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, we were talking yesterday about the the GM of the restaurant putting the laptop on the bar. <laughs> The, there's a little bit of that energy where you walk into a venue like that and there's just a rogue laptop sitting on mm-hmm. a bar mm-hmm. and no one ever steals it somehow. No. He's just keep, you know, you got the spreadsheets over, you're keeping track, you're seeing what's coming up for the next couple weeks, you know, what the mm-hmm. schedule's looking like, making sure every, all the deposits are paid. Got a case of Newcastle, supposed to be here by three. <laughs> we don't get those on ice. <laughs> we got doors at seven. If the Newcastle's here at three, getting on ice is going to be pushing it. I mean, those are those things are $6. Girls versus boys is going to have a tough time <laughs> without the, <laughs> the cold amp stuff. <laughs> That's the one thing they asked for. Yeah, so so that was great, and thank to you, uh, thank you to all all the people who came out, and it was it was a fun time at the at the Burger Lords after party. I got to sort of sit who behind that, the bar. Who was that a fun time for exactly? You? It was a fun time for me as well as my um, my family. I call them family, but <laughs> listeners of the show, 
uh, you know, Orville Peck was there trying to trying to act like he hopes nobody recognizes him. <laughs> he kept calling me toxic, and I'm like, bro, you're the one that's toxic. Actually, <laughs> if you really want to talk about, it, I don't want to get into you're it. Right, the one. Mr. Peck. I don't want to get into it right now, but um, yeah, when he would get a little. He, I mean, I don't remember that much from alcohol, but you know, we get to talking. He might get a little handsy. C u n t y, not handsy. Oh, he was getting handsy with me. He kept talking about my pecs. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Well, he was physically abusing you. He was uh, mentally and emotionally abusing me, and I okay. and I'd have to throw out a little Orville. Cut it out. It's lucky that we're not in town for his little rodeo at the Greek, or we would maybe have to storm the stage. We'd throw tomato soup on him like he was a damn. <laughs> He, yeah, he would get a deli container of Gelson's mashed potatoes all over that Monet face of his. <laughs> I just painted your face with tomato soup. Also, at that show, fellow local musician Ross Stem, uh-huh. went right when he got this so good. Right when he got off stage, he's like, "I loved your outfit. It was so awesome." But maybe we, I didn't love the shoes though. Maybe we, and this is this is. This is thirty seconds. Thirty seconds off of after stage. after he's like great I, show. I got, you know my my one of my PAs is putting the towel around my shoulders. Great show, boss. Great show. You know, like still humming from that. Yeah. You know, John Early is high fiving us. Like yeah. we really did it, guys. Yeah. Like I felt like this was the one. And Rostam's little ass in there and being mm. like, I I didn't love the shoes that you were wearing on stage. Can, Maybe next time you can, can you imagine up. being in the studio with him and being a superstar and he's like. Mm. I didn't really love that solo you played. I think you should try that again. <laughs> he it came from a place of something, I guess. I'm sure a place of love, but he's he's a roaster and and we are also roasters, so you kind of have to take it. You have to take you it, it. You have to take it in stride even if you did just leave the stage 30 seconds before. Yeah, and he should know that as a fellow stage member. I think he I think maybe it was some sort of like stage hazing type vibe. Oh, uh, okay. Like, oh, you thought this was cute like I do this to Danielle when they get off the stage at the bowl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like whatever Coldplay <laughs> did for whoever's a, a a band that would open for Coldplay. Yeah, no, for sure. What That's... Coldplay did for what what Travis did for Coldplay <laughs> when they were first starting out, switch it over to no. But it, the the good part was like the next day, Rostam sent me a, a text saying like. I'm so sorry about the shoes. You did a great show. I shouldn't have said that. Um, like I said before, I loved your outfit. I thought you guys looked great. You know, again, I'm sorry for doing that. And then I left him on red for a day and a half. Yeah. And then I wrote back all caps, fuck you with five <laughs> exclamation points. And he hasn't responded yet. I think that I feel like I was, just, I'm just glad that I was there to witness that roasting because it it made me feel good because Keep me humble yeah we need uh, now to, i'm thirsty for my next show because i gotta prove myself no of course no the show was good the party was good and um i w- was lucky enough to take home a burger lord's um to go meal vip kind of treatment oh sick you know i didn't have to eat the sliders i got a full-size burger yeah the protein style uh-huh. lettuce wrap where they take lettuce and wrap it in more lettuce at the uh, vegan uh, vegan the, burger restaurant i had a regular one i'm not i don't do that actually you don't do protein style no no why is that because if I'm going to eat a burger, I, you're I mean, a fucking man. Well, I'm already eating a veggie burger, so I'm a pussy. So if I'm going to do, I can't, I can't, uh, like, you can't I, be a top and a bottom. Exactly. I can't be like no cheese, no vegan A's, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. bun. That's too much. It's just like, also at Burger Lords, I feel like they do such a good job that I'm happy to 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take it how they. they the get bun it. is is clearly pasture raised, of grain grain finished and fed. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Grass finished and fed. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I won't let it. I won't let it happen again. Yeah, but but yeah, was, that was great. It was awesome. And then the very next day, we did go to San Francisco, the Bay Area, a nice little JSX from Burbank to Oakland, and then uh, we got to go to a, a great dinner for the Tom Brown Clothing Company. <laughs> I like when you call it a clothing company. Yeah, Tom is opening a, or did open, I think it's open, a store in San Francisco. So there's a little dinner to celebrate at a restaurant called Keints. Quince. Quince? Mm-hmm. Right. So Quince is the name of like a fruit. Yeah. You've, we've probably seen a Quince paste on yeah. one of your little of course. charcuterie boards. Yeah, of course. It's a great way to sort of offset some of the rich fattiness uh, oh. of some of the pork products. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. That's that's why I'm less familiar with it than you maybe because I've never ordered a charcuterie board in my entire life. But I like your Latinx possible pronunciation yeah. of Quince as a Quince. Well, like, I tried. Like, that's what, that was your like... Uh, abbreviation for someone's quinceanera. Yes, you that's kind of where my head goes because right, I've right. kind of attended. We some- are on the eve of Dia de los Muertos <laughs> and Chris, of course, is wearing his sugar skull I- makeup and that's kind of why he's here and there's some of it on his arm and his shirt. Because, thank God, uh, thank God I have a sugar skull in my arm to remind me every year about this. This is a video podcast. Special man. time. Yeah, we switch over to video just for this. Are, Happy Halloween. You have one of those tatted on you? Of course, bro. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Of course. <laughs> I forget about it too. Uh, but dun, 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 it was a dun, 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 serious kind of tasting menu, but I really liked the va- the room. Yeah, I Quint, thought it was cool. Quince is a is a literal three Michelin star restaurant. Yeah, yeah, and usually it's like the best ones are one, and then like the sort of like excellent crazy ones like Noma, those are two, and then the ones that are three are usually like some weird sideways shit, like restaurants that haven't changed since you know yeah. two thousand four type yeah. of thing. White tablecloth fussy yeah. kind of vibe i found this to be like i, I don't know I, fa- I thought it was going to be fussier to be honest it didn't give me like mm-hmm. the heebie-jeebies like some some of those places do <laughs> sometimes just like you guys got to fucking Ooh. calm down like the i'm saying like the server would like joke with me and shit yeah you know what i mean yeah, it wasn't yeah. like i have my butt top button buttoned and i do but not I, acknowledge I think you. that's because we were at the cool fashion clothing company event <laughs> yes. and not you know, my, yeah. my two top for my my grandpa's birthday yeah, yeah, type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But they had these um, they had these crazy wine distribution. Well, for yeah, yeah, the called the the porron, or it's like a very long decanter. But it looks like the thing they do the ouzo with. Yeah, that's called the, that's a porron. Oh, it is. It's the same thing. Okay, so it's the same thing. Kind of. Not it's this is a hybrid between this is okay. a de, this is a decanting poron, but it was I think it's just like one of those dramatic things. So like did you we're ask, charging four hundred dollars yeah. for this dinner, so we have to have some fucking flashy. Did shit. you ask for him to do it in your mouth, and he kind of said no, or did you just say glass is fine tonight? I mean, the wine that was being paired with our four course meal, a little light, Tom, but you know, uh, <laughs> it was like you know bottles that were thirty years old. You oh, know, like was. like okay, a couple okay. of them were like 1989, Serious. like Loire Valley type shit or something like that. So it was like some big dog wine that deserves a decantation. Okay, and they did open for Hatebreed on uh, I think it was 98. <laughs> there was a split 10 inch actually. I do remember X-decantation. that. I do remember that. My local distributor had a hard time getting that one. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the dinner was closed out by a friend of the show, Maggie Rogers, mm-hmm. which I have to say, bro, doing. Getting up in front of seated room and playing an acoustic guitar and singing songs is tough. I could only imagine, yeah. I, I have to say, she sounded good. She sounded amazing. No warm-up, no practice, just kind of like 
Okay, this one's called Yeah, I was I was just belting it out. Yeah, I I wonder about that sometimes. You hear podcasts talking like with comedians talking about like horror stories, like I did a corporate Yeah. You know, like I had to do the Procter and Gamble luncheon in ninety four type of shit and blah blah blah. But the the ones that people say are the worst ones is when like the rich person has like the, the party at, yeah. at his house for mm. 24 of his friends and they're all smoking cigars and drinking yeah. 1942 and yeah. let's get a comedian here to kind of roast us no, a little bro, bit and all right so we're gonna start with amy schumer and then moon five is <laughs> gonna come right out and do a couple songs adam what's up bro good to see you and is that you know wipes on the eye salt bay's here now <laughs> oh fuck you know it's like that bro this is the best party ever mm-hmm. how long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are. So many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash howlong. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker stronger hair go ahead give it a tug Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker stronger faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. So like, and those are the ones that are the tough ones where it's just like, 20, 20 people who are really rich and important yeah. looking at you like, this better be good, dumbass. Yeah, and it's, it's like, get, uh, yeah. guess what? It's not going to be very good. No, it's not going to be good. I don't care if, you know, look, Bono, I'll give you guys a million. I'll donate a million to charity. It's still not going to be good. 
Mm-hmm. It's still not gonna be good. But I found the um I found the setting to be nice. Maggie sounded good. And then Maggie and I were able to build about um my new love of Delaware. <laughs> because she went to high school in Delaware, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I saw that you were in Delaware. You know, what did you think? And I was like, yeah, fuck, I loved it. And now I'm looking at, at kind of, you know, at least opening an office in Delaware to kind of offset some of my expenses. Uh-huh. Um, and if you want to work there sometimes, let me know. Get the Porsche registered there. Well, you know, I just think that I think Biden's got like a family office and there's some extra space in the back. So you might finally have the Nepo baby surgery that you've been talking about. <laughs> I've been trying to get Nepo baby top surgery for months and the waiting <laughs> list is long. <laughs> for such a small little state... <laughs> You know, I could I, I could stand on one border and, and, and spit and hit the other one. Uh-huh. So much Nepo baby come out of that little town. I huh? loved it. Something I, in the water. I mean, I didn't... I didn't. I think it's Aryan dollars. Is I, that what it is? I didn't know. I didn't know. But I know, actually, I think Maggie is from Massachusetts, but some, like went to high school in Delaware or something, because it's all so, you know, it's all so close. I summered in the where. Yeah, yeah the where. <laughs> For those in the know. <laughs> that's, the, that's the new Dime Square reality show. Um, yeah, but when... I was I was very impressed by by her live performance because just her and the acoustic and then halfway through I don't know if she would want uh, want this to be publicized but she she basically had that moment where you have a, a terrible cough mm. and you know an itch in the back of your throat we've all been at the movies or at a school assembly or something like that and you just you just got a cough and there's no way around it and your friends are looking at you because you're doing the mouth closed cough mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and they're like just just get it out yeah just open your mouth and do a big old cough and get it out and she had that you know in the middle of her set and she just had to stop playing guitar she was like sorry guys i got a cough she she coughed she took a sip of water and was like all right where was i good honesty <laughs> yeah good yeah and i liked the fact that she said sorry y'all i got a cough yeah. and then only somebody like like when the killers yeah, had that little shit. mishap and they yeah. three four and then yeah. go straight back into that exactly where that she exact left spot off. that was not necessarily on the one it yeah. was like 30 percent through verse four is where it happened yeah, exactly. you know it's not just yeah, like yeah, let's yeah, do the chorus yeah. again <laughs> that it was, it was cool to see that it's precise no i agree um but yeah it was overall it was a great night and, and um i think that the uh that little part of San Francisco was very charming. Like wherever we were was very nice. Yeah, there was a there was a one block radius of San Francisco that did not smell like human piss, and that is where you put the three Michelin star restaurants. As much as I like to demean and destroy San Francisco, I have to say, since the last time we were there, which is about a year ago, it feels night and day improvement, like positive from, yeah. from where it was. I think I, they I just to moved to West Oakland. Is the problem? I. Well, I was in West Oakland, so I'm all set. But I just, <laughs> I just mean like when I was there, I was there twice last year, and it was both like, get me out of here. It is the most masks I've seen in public in in months. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. still see the guy in the G wagon with the mask on alone. Yeah, you know that type <laughs> type beat. But other than that, I mean, you know, it's it's weird because when you're in San Francisco and like you're in the the two or three little epicenters, like in New York, there's like here's Times Square, but Times Square is like multiple streets and yeah, multiple yeah. blocks and like. The spillover creates micro climates around it, mm. micro Yako systems around it. But in San Francisco, it's like this street intersection only. And then you drive oh, two blocks in the yeah. other way. And it's like, you know, air raid sirens are going off. Yeah, level. There's, there. there's one person, you know, there's a single person and they're like dragging a wheelchair backwards you know on its side and that's it you it's know? a crazy it's it's I, the it, vultures are circling it just felt a lot less depressing than it, than it 
did last couple times. That's I was good. There. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't need to go back, but you know. Well, you know, the economy is bouncing back after COVID. Yeah, that's well. They, they inflation is doing bomb. They awesome. kept COVID going for like an extra year, so that's why they're still kind of catching <laughs> up, you know. But I always forget that San Francisco. I, I said this yesterday. I always forget that it's so much more like New York than than it is like L.A., mm-hmm. um, which I do appreciate. Yeah, I never feel like I'm in California when I'm in San Francisco. Yeah, definitely not. But you know where I did feel like I was in California, Jason? Beautiful Berkeley. <laughs> I thought you were going to say beautiful berries. Oh well, we can start there. Yeah, I did. Okay. It did hit Barry's Saturday morning, um, and uh, boot camp. Barry's boot camp, uh, San Francisco Fidei, a quick twelve-minute walk from the hotel, and mm-hmm. I was instantly put off by when entering because it was just like something's off here. Uh-huh. Every everybody behind the desk, a little ugly, you know. Shit just uh. wasn't. Shit wasn't feeling right. They did because it's a it's the Barry's twenty four year celebration. There's a twenty four k challenge going on. They had a blow up. They have this blow up structure that you get inside, and there's like gift certificates flying around. You know, you try to try to grab it. Really? Yeah. So there's like these dorks. So they got a supermarket sweep going on. Exactly. Okay. But Sounds they're like awesome. guys like that are. This would never happen at my Knox. The, the problem with berries is if you take a shower right after, you're still sweating. So there's guys like still sweating in jeans and on runnings, like trying to grab pieces of paper. It's just really <laughs> embarrassing. But the berries in San Francisco was the worst crowd at a berries boot camp I've ever seen globally. 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 Like in Milan, they're not trying and they're smoking cigarettes and they're wearing Emporio Armani. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But this was like, where did you fucking gremlins come from? <laughs> like, which fucking Twitch office did you crawl out from to come to Barry's? And like, they, it was clearly like something they, they all knew what they were. There were people that go <laughs> often. Like, they knew the program. Right, you know right, right. I mean? This wasn't their first time. No, no, there, were, there was one first timer, I think, in the class. And I, I was just looking around, and people were, you know, trying. It wasn't like a, a total failure, but I was just like, "Barry's is supposed to be hot." That's the whole thing, mm-hmm. like, you know. And everybody looks good in the red room, but <laughs> the light wasn't saving them over here at, at Barry's. Well, this is that. this is a problem. It's kind of like what we were talking about with Chris Air, where <laughs> it's like, how do you how do you legally uh, and within the current mm-hmm. guidelines of mm-hmm. of our liberal and Mm-hmm. you know, woke politics or whatever to abide by all that. How do you control a crowd? How do you restrict people from well, entering see, your the, public business? That's the beauty. It's not about race, creed or color. It's just about, are you a fucking dork or not? Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing illegal about gatekeeping the dorks. And this is a sweet spot. And it's a, it's a loophole in the system that we're going to have to take advantage of as much as we can until somehow mm. the world figures out how to, I, to make that unwoke. Unfortunately, though, I think the issue is San Francisco runs on dorks. They have more power there than maybe anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're, they're kind of mm-hmm. running the show. And the instructor... A majority <coughs> dork vote. Yes, and there. the instructor herself, first of all, you know, she, she came out and we were all in the lobby and she climbed onto the, the fuel bar the and fuel bar is a the smoothie area. Okay, the petrol shakes. station. Yes, exactly. She climbs onto the the bar and kind of starts telling people what's going on before we go into the room, which is unca- I've never seen this before in, in mm-hmm. all of my years. Yeah, and then we get into the class and she's playing like this is a classic thing that happens: hip hop from her her party era. Mm-hmm. So it's not new. And it's not like stupid old. It's not like, yeah, run DMC. It's Hell not, yeah. It's not golden era. No, it's not cool Herc, but it's like, <laughs> it's like 
the 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 it's Skr- not yeet and it's not yes. run dmc it's it's skrillex rick ross oh no. great song don't yeah. get me wrong it's a great song but i'm just like interesting okay okay you know like that era and she's like so then that would put her at roughly what age in your musical memory 34 yeah you know there's a 34 year old motherfucker she's wearing a flat brim snap back she's like you know singing along to lil wayne you know she wouldn't consider herself a dubstep listener but elements of dubstep have sort of slipped into her i mean it's just the drop is sick like (laughs) (laughs) Like when I hit that, I'm like, PR is happening. Thirteen five becomes fourteen. Fourteen. We got thirty five. We got a ten. Uh, but yeah, it was just a very, it was a very weird experience. And I was like, am I crazy? And Alex was like, oh no, that was a dork city. So yeah, it's weird to go up. You know, up. It's it, it, what were we saying? It was like on uh, on that movie. Hey, freshman fucking bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> it just, it was just a real it was a hazing feel. It was a real loser vibe. Um, or I guess that's also how, um, like, if you get on a Southwest flight, yeah, and their intercom ain't working, intercom machine broke. Hey, <laughs> you get up on the counter. Hey, y'all want water? You got two uh, <laughs> two posters that you hit together. <laughs> fire sticks. Dun, dun, dun. The problem, the other, the other problem is, is that all every single person in that class has a higher net worth than either of us. And mm-hmm. that's the part that hurts the most. Is it like, I can call you a dork all you want and you can buy, you can buy and sell me until the day you die. Yeah. But they're too scared to have us paid or have us killed. For that's money. true. That's true. So I guess that, I guess that happen. works. But yeah, I mean, look, they could hack into my MetaMask wallet. Good fucking luck. Good fucking luck. <laughs> oh, you want to keep using Slack? We'll see about that. Chris, you don't even have enough money in there to buy a new MacBook air. <laughs> so it was, that was an interesting, but then we did have a, a beautiful meal last night at Shea at Shea Panisse which is even as a person who doesn't Shea Panisse is actually the perfect combo for me and you because it's a beautiful mm-hmm. classic place and the food is also good a, a beautiful craftsman home in Berkeley transformed with subtle Japanese touches mm-hmm. there's there's a Japanese flair you feel it the maple was obviously in full bloom as autumn is upon us uh-huh. so the the oranges and the reds were mm-hmm. mystifying <laughs> But yeah, it's and it's also food from the '90s. Perfect for me. So you love, yeah. The one thing that you probably didn't love was when when you go to the restroom. There are two restrooms, like most businesses. One of them used to say "man," mm. and one of them used to say "women." Sometimes it'll say like "men," "woman," and then like a, a picture of an alligator, and like we don't mm. care. Kind yeah, of sure. Thing. Uh, I don't care if you're black, brown, or purple. You can come yeah. on in here and change your baby. It, it, but this one was women and then all gender. So the men have been er- erased. Why would why would they both not just be all gender is my question. Because it's in the Bay Area of California. Okay. Because I just, if, I mean, if a bathroom's a bathroom, they just make them all, all gender. I don't understand. So the all gender, I mean, I guess if you make both bathrooms all gender, then you have to buy an extra urinal. I see. And that's kind of there's a financial wall there. Yeah, they're definitely worried about money over there, Chapinese. <laughs> I, I could tell you that. I, I, I'm sure they're like, "Ooh, that urinal is going to set Time us back." Tough. What's that? Three hundred eighty-four dollars. We just installed? bought. We just bought a thousand acres to grow tomatoes. But this, this. So I mean, obviously, I don't actually care, and it's it's all good. But like, you know, women don't want to use. Like, I, I feel like women are never going to use the all gender bathroom because you're going to have to sit 
on a toilet while to, staring to, at a urinal while staring at a urinal yes yeah that's not no one wants to look at a urinal nobody fellas are not no 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 one any gen all genders don't want to look don't want to look at a at a, at a urinal <laughs> Yeah, I but I will I will say that that was one of the the prettier restaurants uh, I've been in for sure. Can't uh, believe this is the first time I've ever been there. Yeah, no, I know, and and thank it was you. a celebration of little gem lettuces. Jason was literally joking about how many salads we're going to have Little Jim, and the first thing on the menu was a Little Jim salad, mm-hmm. and of course we ordered it, and it was delicious. And we did discover there there's some '90s food trends. That I think we're going. How long gone is going to take from Che Panisse? Thank you, Alice. And we're going to kind of put those out into the ether. And one of those things is a goat cheese salad. Yes, an herbed, herb crusted goat cheese golf ball mm-hmm. on a plate. It was more of a mini puck. It was a mini puck. It was you take the golf ball and you, you, you know, squish it you just squish a, little, it a quarter just a little. inch. Uh, yeah, eighteen centimeter, eighteen <laughs> millimeter, something like that. I got out my my. <laughs> <laughs> my kitchen ruler before <laughs> and then and then a little just lightly dressed frieza mm-hmm. on the side you know let's call it 18 dollars. but that that's the epitome of 90s truly you know mixing the bitter greens with the delicious with the though cheesy fatty whatever i actually I, and i'm a goat cheese hater but i found oh, that shit. it was quite well, nice. once you try some goat cheese from from dirty girl ranch farms <laughs> of course yeah sleepy hollow girl why farm, are farms why dirty? do people try to get so creative with the farm name because they feel like they need to create a, a brand a, a brand that sets them apart from something else because if it ha- you know like if every pear tastes the same from every fucking orchard sure. in the area, whoever has the sickest name, no, of course, to people who like to buy apricots, you got to you got to kind of set yourself full apart. freight. Yeah. Well, what was your so what was your highlight of of the night? The highlight of I mean, for me, well, first of all, we were all high when we went, except for you. That's right. I sort of pressured all our party into taking edible drugs, and I thought it worked out well for me. Yeah, it worked out great for me. Did it? Did it? What, did you notice a big difference in terms of no, conversation? No, right, I don't. Right? I don't expect much from any of y'all anytime. So, so we all pretty much sounded normal. Dinner is no Com- different. Dinner was no different. But also, if you're in Berkeley eating at Che Panisse, I feel like you should be a little zooted. Bro, the setting couldn't be more pro. It's a six o'clock res, and you know, perfect magic hour lighting sun is setting the windows are of course stained glass yeah it was just it was just like a warm little hug like a like a nancy myers movie the only issue i was having was the table behind us with two children who were throwing bread on the floor um (laughs) but that's any restaurant these days you know what i mean (laughs) and they were local lesbians that probably eat there a lot more than we do so Uh i give them the right away yeah that's fine even though andy bargani hooked us up we 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 have one star next to our name, not three. Oh no, no, we are not triple A. We are we are single A. They're like these guys are paying full price. You know what? Let's hit them with the. I know it says seventeen percent on the check. Let's hit them with a nineteen percent gratuity included. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we were super welcome there. But what are you going to do? Um, we I think the best things on the menu there are the most most simple for sure. So I gravitated towards tomato soup. The whole the whole ethos and philosophy of that restaurant is just take I, take the best ingredient. Don't fuck it up, and that's it. And listeners, I, I don't want to disappoint you, but I did bend for my strict rules of no soup. It's just hot water mm-hmm. because I was pressured. Chris was contact high so much that he fucked around and asked for a bowl of soup. They said, we can, we can, why don't we do two orders? We'll bust it down into four bowls. Mm-hmm. 
I said, okay. And the tomato soup was heavenly, I will say. And it wasn't even like I needed to warm my cockles. It just right. had a nice flavor. I think there's a little pesto in there. There was a little pesto. It was good. It was, it was quite good. Um, so there was that. That was, that was a great example of a, a quality dish. Uh, and then also the, the bowl of fruit at the end is sort of the epitome of that yeah. style of cooking. Just a, a metal, cold, a chilled metal chalice, mm-hmm. cauldron type of thing. It was, it was giving like medieval. It was giving medieval the, the the type of thing that a the king of Versailles would be yeah. served uh, table side as you're peeing into the little chamber pot mm-hmm. that someone is holding for you the you know a couple fig leaves or or some type of olive leaf or something like that in the bottom and then sliced pears with figs and dates and you know it's just it's like when you're listening to or watching like a behind the music mm-hmm. And it's got like Mick Fleetwood, and he's like, "This we lay down rumors and blah blah," and you, and everything's sounding so good. And then the Mick Fleetwood grabs all the faders and brings them all down, so you, all you can hear is the hi hat and okay. the background We're vocals. We're isolated. They're just they bring it all back. They take it all away, mm-hmm. all the bells and whistles and tricks and tips. Thank you for that excellent metaphor. It was a bowl of fruit. Um, <laughs> it tasted pretty good, but like the other desserts were better. I would say. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that I, I just can't get a chub for a pear, no matter how fresh it is. Uh-huh. The presentation was immaculate, though. It was, and immaculate. the service. I, I, it's, it's like I said this to you. The thing I noticed the most is that there's no visible bullshit. There's no visible POS. No system. visible POS. Like you don't see some somebody typing. They're not bringing a toast fucking thing over to the table and <laughs> typing in your order and making you sign for it it's like a it's like an actual restaurant nobody has a card on the little uh, keychain <laughs> zip retractable thing yeah. to slide in it's like a, it's very sophisticated in that way like they've hidden everything which i think is is very very nice and that made me feel very good yeah it comes from an era of restaurants and cooking in a generation where you just sort of some things aren't discussed some things aren't shown and the and the, and the menu was actually on paper you know, they didn't mm-hmm. have a piece of plastic that said "scan this code to see our menu." It's they're they're, they're the last restaurant in San Francisco that's yeah. not QR code yeah, based. Yeah, yeah. But it was, I mean, yeah. Look, it was an A plus experience for me, and the food. I mean, the food is great, and I left feeling good. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. don't think we we ordered. I would say the halibut was my favorite. Thing. The halibut was really good. Beautiful. The halibut was very very. It was good. just if you want to taste food from the nineties, that's just simple and pure. Do. But it's edible like, and go there. It's just like it. Fe- I don't know. I just I just don't understand why that. Con- why have we? Why have we've moved so far away from God's light and that style? <laughs> it's like I just don't know why. I, I well, I think it's because every chef, every musician, every whatever artist, graphic designer, you have to put your own stamp on it sure. in order to get you know recognition and put yourself out from the rest. And the whole ethos of that restaurant is. Do as li- least as possible to it. If you have perfection, just the more you manipulate it and put your stamp on it and sous vide it and smoke it and blacken it and cover yeah, it with burpa peppers and finger limes and blah, 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 then it just turns into some bullshit, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. It was. I'm glad we went, and I would like to go back. Thank you, Andy, for the plug. Um, and mm-hmm. we asked them about you, and they were like, oh, yeah, he's you know he's cool, but he like, made we're it. We're glad he's gone. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm happy for all his success with his, what is it, a book? That's <laughs> nice, but we cook here, so. Yeah, I, I saw some of the videos from the BA Universe, and <laughs> I have my thoughts. I don't really, I kind of cook from memory or from my mom's notebook. I don't watch videos for that. So One one thing I noticed when we were driving around in the Bay Area, they had um, the, the few areas, like 
similarly to New York, the public parks are sort of an unspoken sacred space where like you can go uh-huh. to any public park in the city and it's kind of well kept and clean and safe, right? You know, like you walk down the sidewalk and it's just like So you've never been to Tompkins, I guess. <laughs> okay. I, I'm thinking more of like the the tiny kind of corner parks that, that are more for children to play at, okay, and less like the big you know, okay. expansive grass fields. But okay. I've always, I've always noticed like oh like I'm navigating human feces and garbage and condoms and you know spent don't, bottles of don't fireball. F- on don't the forget needles. Come on, bro. Needles as well. And then you go and there's a park and it's like looking pretty damn clean and there's like one year olds walking on the yeah. floor and stuff. It's nice. But when I was in San Francisco, I was I saw a couple parks that were also like that, and I was I was astounded by how clean and nice they were compared to their immediate surroundings yes. on the other side of the fence. A stark difference. That's... But but the parks were not called parks in San Francisco; they had a different name. It was a three word name. You want to take a stab at it? This is just a park, you know, about the you know. Let's like, say a thousand pub, square foot like public square. land space or something. <laughs> that you're on, you're on, you're on. You're the first step. Of, give it, give of it to me. Give it to me. Urban alchemy oasis, bro. You, th- I could have never come up with something that stupid. <laughs> That's insane. Mm-hmm. It was, and it's literally a patch of grass. No, no, no. It's just like a sandbox with like a slide and a couple. Oh, okay. of like so it's a full jungle playground. gym, okay, okay. jungle gym type of stuff. So I'm sorry. Can you repeat the the urban alchemy oasis and it sounds like a great place to get a, a pour over yeah it does yeah it does so <laughs> do you guys have a matcha lemonade or is it just hot <laughs> yeah that's interesting too name. because it doesn't even have a catchy acronym it's so wordy and uao does not flow no no i mean you ow yeah that's san francisco for you man what a weird place dude what a weird place. But, but, we, I, but we loved Berkeley, I will say. Yeah, Berkeley was fun. I mean, Berkeley just feels like a college town, but with really rich people. Yeah, it makes me want to like be a kid in the 80s and ride a bike around. Yeah, no, very much. And I like, mean, I've never I'm been there before. Get, and, I'm I mean, never going to get abducted there. We saw Jonah uh, and Aaron Blackbird's pipe. They were at the, at the Tom Brown dinner, and they live in Oakland. And he's always explained to me these other areas are so much mm-hmm. better. And I'm like, I'm sure they are, bro. Uh, and I, when I make it out there, I'll, I'll let you know. And I finally made it out there. Yeah, it's like let me show you my Glendale. Let me show you my Bay. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, you take them to the one Persian restaurant in a Ralph's Fresh Fair, and you're like, "All right, bro, that's it's pretty sick, right?" This is a very good Ralph's. <laughs> I, I I think I get it. No, I know there's eight of these coffee places in L.A., but this is like the one with the most Armenians and the nicest car. So like, <laughs> nicest car. It's sicker. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, they. Uh, well, actually, when we were on the airplane coming home, I noticed um, that like w- you get the special pleasure when the snack cart comes down the aisle. I was a couple seats behind you on the JSX flight, but when you know the snack cart comes by, this is a basket they had the little snap pea crisps. Yep, hundred cal pack, not bad. <laughs> they had little kind of cheddar straws, like a gourmet version of yeah. a cheese it, and like a little brownie or something like that. And the the pleasure and the self satisfaction that you get out of shunning the snack person, <laughs> and it, it it has an air that you are offended that they would even are consider you- <laughs> that you would be the type of person to eat such a, I mean to even eat on an airplane period, but to have Do such you- a peasant's meal touch your lips. No, no, no. Do, is that the vibe you were getting? Or That's is the this vibe so- that I'm sensationalizing for this <laughs> podcast. 
I but I was, I mean, I was like, you know, I, I was, no, I, I was not high, but I was watching you and like every person, she would drop the little basket and it was like when the basket, you know, like the mom opens the door on Halloween and the kids like, you know, mm. wiggling his fingers like, oh, I'll take one mm-hmm. of these and one of these. Full size Butterfinger. Don't yeah, mind yeah. if I do. Every, it's like the one moment of happiness on this 54 minute flight yeah. is the one time when you get free food. See, the thing is, that's the problem is that people in this country, in this world, like free stuff too much and they take it whether they want it or not. And mm-hmm. if those those three snacks, it was the same three snacks on the flight there as it was in the return. Mm-hmm. Those snacks don't interest me. Those are not good snacks. Mm. the harvest crisps mm. that trend is over it's like a kale chip it's done they're not bad no but I, i'm not gonna I think, I think the snap pea crisp has legs because no. they are they're a green cheeto good point no that's fair I, I i don't disagree with you i don't think i think they've waned in popularity since their release oh yeah yeah they're definitely but it's an airport staple they're not hockey sticking on it's the, a, it's on the, the it's the c and b c store at LaGuardia. they always got those stocked in all the flavors no question <laughs> but i just don't i think that the the people on an airplane obviously is lawless we've seen the behavior even on jsx any anywhere mm-hmm. and it's like even if you're flying private you call ahead and you're like i want turkey clubs and lays <laughs> fucking coca-cola on my tray lawless it's, People just do insane I shit. I haven't been on a flight in three years where the stewardess didn't get punched in the face. That's you, just what happens. You eat. You will eat a snack because you think it's like fun and silly to just try what they have. No. You weren't hungry. I was feeling peakish. Did you have any breakfast? No. You know what? We need to talk about our assault, actually, that happened before we got on the plane. It was after we got on the plane. No, no, no. The assault that happened was when we were getting out of our car oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah. the airport. Yeah. And I want to I wanna just put this out there now. I'm not going to stand <laughs> for white men being attacked by POCs. And that's what happened. That's what happened in Oakland today. And I didn't want to. It's hard for me to talk about, but mm-hmm. it needs to be said. Yeah, so we're, we're in the... Um in the Uber XL, black, this is an Uber whatever. Black XL. It's a it's a it's a new Escalade. Yeah, Escalade. You know, one of those cars, big black SUV, and they and they come with. It's the most expensive Uber or Lyft yeah. tier that you can order. You know, whatever, hundred something bucks to go to the airport. And and they and they come with a professional driver. Sometimes they'll be wearing like a, a suit and tie. Yeah, it's, it's it's the closest you can get to a real car service while using a rideshare application. That's right. You know, but the the issue, <laughs> I I just want to point out, we're good. We're good. We're well behaved. We're not drunk. We're not hungover. We get in the car. Our luggage fits. We're polite. We've showered. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy is going on. We take the ride to the airport. We're having a lively conversation. Nothing that would spark interest from a driver. You know, yeah, yeah. like that's not, it's nothing that we're talking was, about, you know, caddy drama and the fashion industry. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking bullshit as usual. And, you know, we get to the airport and we're not even in a rush. You know, we've we got plenty of time. You only have to be there 20 minutes before. We're all good. Mm-hmm. We're getting out of the car. It's four people four you know, multiple bags, etc. And I had <laughs> finished an Essentia in the car. Mm hmm. That I brought myself. This driver <clears throat> did not provide any bottle of water in the doors. So I just want to point that out. <laughs> and let the record show, Your Honor. Let the record show. Uh, and I, I guess, forgot to bring the bottle with me, which is an 
as a person who drinks as much water as I do, I'm very aware of bottle disposal, mm-hmm. and I always like to take it with me because it isn't the driver's job to throw away my trash. And I think mm-hmm. that's rude, and you know, you know me to be that kind of person. Sure, you know my character, and also you didn't really. He didn't give you enough time to maybe check, look, look back. Yeah, because you you got up out of your seat and then you kind of went to the back of the car because now it's time to unload all of our luggage. Yes, and then. He got out of the driver's seat and went into your passenger door, which was right behind him, uh-huh. to move the seat up so that the people sitting in the back could yeah. get out. And then your water bottle was there. And so it was it was a half was a, a second. second. There was no time for me to course correct. Jason, on the, on the passenger side captain's chair, his door is open. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm you know, opening the seat in front of me as well. And I want you to tell people, you know, <laughs> I didn't see... The attack because okay. I was in the back unloading the luggage. His job, not not just just saying. Mm. And I want you to kind of, in your own words, <laughs> describe to the listeners how you were assaulted by the Uber driver today. Sure. So I'm. He's pulling the seat forward so our our ladies can leave. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling this, my seat forward. Mm-hmm. You know, you hit a little switch and it kind of pops back, and he sees your spent Essentia mm-hmm. 32 ouncer. Thank you for being specific about the size. That's important because Mm -hmm. it's a bigger bottle. Could do more harm. Yeah, yeah. The same way when a Hummer crashes into you versus a Kia Sophia. It's different. It's different. They'll have torque behind it. So he sees this bottle and then he sees red. He was so offended by this. Now, did he say anything or did he just physically assault? Was there any warning? Not a single word was said. Okay. He picked up your water bottle. Uh Uh-huh. And then he threw it across the car from the driver's side to the passenger side, uh-huh. you know, four feet uh-huh. as the crow flies, yes. as the essential flies, throws the water bottle at me. And does the bottle strike you? And if it did, can you please point to where it struck you in your body? It struck me in my torso area. I mean, internal bleeding is an issue that I'm, <laughs> you know, I don't want to take it off the table. I don't have any physical bruising on the outside yet. 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 Yeah. But he could have taken one of my ribs Sometimes out. bruising takes some time to develop, depending on the severity of the attack and the wound. Yeah. So the bottle strikes uh, in the <laughs> torso, falls to the ground. Uh, he he, he kind of knew it was going to be a kidney shot. Yeah, okay. So he, he aimed for a kidney, an important organ that, mm-hmm. that we all need. A dastardly move. Dastardly. I, don't, I would never do that in the octagon. Below the belt. He hits you with the Essentia bottle. It falls to the ground. You're of course in shock <laughs> yes. because what what is what have I done wrong? This isn't even my bottle. I thought we had a relationship here, driver passenger. There's a mutual respect, mm-hmm. and then we, of the thousands of lift rides I've taken, where I've like more or less like puked in a car, yeah. screen, you know, like I've done every bad thing in a car, and no one, no, a driver has never thrown something at my body. I I mean, same. And when we tried to confront him, he just did not respond. Yeah, he was, I was like... Is there a problem? I said, did we do something wrong to offend you? And he said, yes. And I said, what did we do? And he just said, nothing. And I was like, wait, seriously, like, you just threw a bottle at me. Yeah. What's going on, bro? Like, if we did something wrong, we're sorry. And he just would not reply. And I think it was really, he was just so mad that... We left the bottle. Yeah, we left the bottle. So now we had to hit him with a one-star review. I had to hit him with one-star, which I hate to do, but we are kind of pursuing. It's a Sunday. I'm not going to bother our legal team, um, but it mm-hmm. is something to think about. I, I can't 
have you you're valuable to this company and <laughs> we have public appearances next week and if this caused you any physical harm as well as discoloration any sort of uh any sort of disability this could be something that we could kind of run up the flagpole yeah you know? um you know, whiplash is hard to detect. Because I notice you touching your neck while we're recording. I'm sensing some pain there. <laughs> so Jason is still reeling from this attack. I need some help getting out of this chair. I witnessed it, and I, I, I'm still a little bit. I, you're, you know. It, <laughs> I thought of all the times I've been with Chris, where I thought he was going to fight someone, and I was like, "Damn, is he really going to fight him right now?" I did get. I was like, I kind of got a little angry because I was like. Bro, if you're gonna do that, you gotta tell. You gotta say something. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't do that and then sit there and act like we're crazy. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, I guess it could be a language barrier. He was he was Japanese and his English wasn't so hot, and maybe he wasn't able to articulate his frustrations in a way that we could understand. But I don't know. I guess in that situation, don't throw a bottle at a stranger use who's go- giving you money. Use Google Translate. Yeah, use Google Translate to. Translate your frustrations. He did have a Samsung that could have been more difficult. I took kind of stock of the whole situation as we were riding. I, I felt <laughs> something was off, so I kind of did a mental check mm-hmm. of the surroundings. And who knows what he could he could have had the piece on him. Yeah. In Atlanta, you get in the Uber. We got in the Uber to leave, and I was like, look. And the motherfucker had the... the really? He, well, he had the holster on him, but the gun wasn't in it because it's probably in the, like, the glove box. Mm-hmm. I'm like, thanks, bro. I keep it in the trunk. If you're gonna if you're gonna wear a holster, you might as well just put the gun in it because we know the gun's here somewhere. Look, I feel naked without it. I no, the, the sticky has to be on my hip, or <laughs> I don't feel comfortable as well. I I was just it's been a it's been a long day after witnessing that, and <laughs> it's something that we I'm glad we could share that with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has not been easy, but we do this to podcast. We'll even go to a Tom Brown dinner where the gluten free options were better than the regular options, and Look, that's the sacrifice I'll make. Jason's willing to eat a very high end beef and talk about it. Yeah, so I mean. We're at the table. Gluten-free options are replacing the regular options, of course. This is the first time I've ever been to a restaurant where the gluten-free options, every course was better than the regular option. Like, I, I had, my second course was uh, a pasta, like a small little bowl. of. Like, I love that pasta. That was the, my favorite thing. Okay, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It had, had black truffle shaved yeah. on top as a little green anulote. Very cute little purse presentation, like a kind of a rich cheese sauce. What was the gluten-free option? The gluten-free option Lobster. was a, a fully com- <laughs> composed 12-inch dish filled with lobster pieces and all these other accoutrements. And we had you know, the bowl plate that's 12 inches in diameter. Yeah. But then in the middle, there's like two and a half inches. Mm-hmm of actual bowl and then the rest is just decorative zone yeah and and two large you know two daddy sized bites and this thing is done the gluten-free motherfuckers are navigating <laughs> oh here's my oh here's my mission fig that's been smoked it's over it's hard blah, to blah, even blah, build a bite dessert. with all the yeah i didn't realize it but the dessert was the well, biggest and then we're not at dessert yet then there's a mid course bread course yeah where i get some kind of little you know, they're very whole wheat focused up in the San Francisco area, and they're little dinner rolls, I had rollettes, a, I had the shape like of a, a golf ball. I had like a pretzel thing that was delicious. I'm sure it was great. And it wasn't gluten-free. I had a glutinous golf ball-sized dinner roll that was nice, but it was earthy, rich flavors yeah. with a with a little canel of butter. It was nice. And then the gluten-free people get biscuits. I tried the biscuits. 
not as good. You're not helping my. You're not helping the story. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you. In that case, you're you you're the wrong. Biscuit was bad. No, it's gluten free bread. It's dry as a motherfucker. It's the Sahara. <laughs> I eat, I have to eat that garbage all the time. This is better than what you're gonna get of at course, fucking at, you know Vons, but it's not. Yeah. You know, it's still gluten free. It looked delicious though. Yeah, it did. And then the dessert course, the last one. So I'm, souffle. I'm 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 at a table and the dessert comes and it's like a spoon of like ice cream or something like that. And then there are these little kind of. They look like tortilla chips, but they're they're a, a sweet, not a savory. And in between, there's sort of like stewed fruit of some kind, like little, I don't know, some like stone fruit that's in the jammy paste. And there's like layers of this fig jammy paste, making you know whatever. And I'm eating it, and then the gluten free motherfuckers get a chocolate souffle <laughs> in a in a, a copper pot, dropped to the table, and everyone's like, ooh, there's like lava in the center. And all those people get different, better wine pairings as well. I was clocking each wine pairing. Interesting. There are more interesting and thoughtful pairings. I need to look dishes. into this. I'm starting to wonder if Tom himself might be gluten free. There seems like there's an agenda here. I, I agree. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Maybe it's I just like they sticky. know that hot people don't eat bread, so they're probably just like, look. Well, it was like the first course when the lobster came out. I was like, mm, I'm clocking this, and then and then the the rolls. I didn't say a word because. I didn't know. Maybe the biscuits were bad. Thankfully, they were. But then my table also, there, it was some other folks at my table who were maybe starting to notice it, but they would never vocalize their frustrations the way I did. And then when the when the two chocolate <laughs> lava <laughs> cake souffles <laughs> dropped, I was like, what the fuck You're is like, going oh, on? Like, oh, hell no. And then there was three people at the table. They're looking at it. And they're like, yeah, man, the gluten-free <laughs> shit is better. And I was like, we got these damn tortilla chips, and you're eating a chocolate lava souffle. I have to say. And then when I said tortilla chips, the whole table is just like, yeah, man. Like, it was like I had them in my power. It was a mutiny, a three-star mutiny. So what did you guys do? Ate your dessert and kept it moving? We just berated the gluten-free people at the table. <laughs> hey, let me get a bite. For a while, yeah, yeah, I was able to share the souffle, but I that the dessert you're talking about with the weird tortilla chips... Mm-hmm. I did so desserts like that. I'm always like, why does this exist? I don't mm-hmm. care. I want chocolate. I have to say it was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. But I mean, how do you compete? Yeah, you can't. No, chocolate souffle in a in a damn copper pot. And it's, yeah, it was it's big. Like, it's a big boy. That's it for two. It's all good. All the food is good. Yeah, but when, exactly. you, when you go to Chipotle and, and they're like, here's our tasting menu. Oh, here's a gluten-free option. Here's a regular option. One of them is just like a carne asada burrito with guacamole and sour cream, and the other one's like, "Here's chips and salsa." Yeah, and you're yeah. like the chips. And, <laughs> yeah. I like the chips and salsa, but but mm-hmm. come on, bro, you got carne asada. This is crazy. You something put my little teethies into. But you did. We we didn't mention that you did get the size seventeens. Oh yeah, yeah. Tom Brown was nice enough to lace me with some. Uh, what are those shoes called again? I the forgot. classic Tom Brown brogue in a black pebble leather. Black pebble leathered brogue. Uh huh. It was yeah. It was, I mean, it, it felt nice to have them on my on my feet. It was cool to wear them. It was weird. Whenever you have dress shoes in that size, mm-hmm. or I guess anything with sort of like a heavier sole, like yeah. a thicker rubber sole, or like a real actual sole, Timberland as well. The weight is just so gnarly. I have to. It's different. I can't be skipping leg day it's, 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 like it, re- you re- it requires some real le- like leg strength no i know I, to lift those fucking things i mean so I, heavy. I put the crazy vibram sole on those like the oh. thick for winter and okay. it's like yeah it's a whole thing but i also stepped outside of my box uh and did wear a three-piece suit instead of the regular 
mm-hmm. which made me feel a little bit like um, like Guy Ritchie character, <laughs> yes. but not in a bad way, in a cool way. You liked how it fit, kind of. I kind of did. I don't know if I would choose that. Like, I don't know if I would like wear that. Be like, oh, this is my suit. It's like a little, it's a little fussy, but I did like the way it looked. Because Ryan O'Connell had the three piece short set without the jacket. Yeah, he had the he had the vest and shirt. Yeah, they love the vest over there. Yeah, Ryan was there. Friend of the show, Lauren Sai was there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was it was fun. Yeah, it was fun, and I they I was so excited because they sent over a skirt. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, how can we forget this? They sent the skirt for Jason. They the sent- long skirt, the Russ Westbrook joint. Yeah, 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 the long one. I was I have the, the legs Sergi for Baca. A, I, the I have the legs for a Lee Pace style skirt, but they ain't. they said niche niche. But I I I put on this uh, you know Batshiva style pastoral skirt, leaving everything to the imagination. <laughs> And I don't think Tom got my measurements. First of all, it was it's a classic uniform gray pleated skirt, probably mid calf. I don't know if it was that pleated. Yeah, it is. It's pleated. It was pleated adjacent. No, dude. When I think pleated Tom Brown skirt, I'm I I, you know those are ironed creases. No, 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 this is pleated. It's pleated. Yeah, but since it's longer, yeah, it's different. No, I know what you mean. But I think you could have pulled it off. I was I'm glad because Jason. I was ready to be the face Jason made when I'm like show skirt on Maine. I'm like they sent you a skirt and he was just like I saw him take a yeah every I experienced all the emotions. All of us were like joy pain. You got to wear it. You got to wear it. And they tried on. It was a little. It was a little small, but. It was well, very small. I couldn't even get the first button buttoned. The problem is, I think... I took photos of Chris wearing it. They're, the, on, they're on the Patreon. The problem is, is that you can't... The, the, I don't think we realize how high a skirt is supposed to be worn. Like, you're, that shit is high up. Like, it's not like where you... Right. It's, it, it's like a, it's where your belly button is. So basically. if I went above the hips, maybe it could have worked? Well, if it could have gotten over the hips, yes. But that's the issue. I don't think it could have. That's the issue. But yeah, the idea... I have children to bear. Yeah, Do you no, understand? I, I understand you have twins on the way, but the... the, the <laughs> Papa! But the, it, it, it normally would go that high, and that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. It's weird. Cause I, but even the, the pants on the suits, like, go that high. That's, but, I mean, when you're 6'9", there's never been a high waisted anything in my yeah. entire life. Everything no, is always low waisted, or else I'm, you know, what's it called when you're high watering? Yeah, but we're gonna get you. I think I'm gonna. I think that we're gonna arrange something. Get you kind of a proper fitting for. A I suit. wouldn't mind skirt. When you wear the skirt, is it? What is there a different underwear story? Do you, like? Do you wear sort of a? I a believe, slip. No, or no, a no. Nail slip. No, I believe that there's. Um, I think a lot of. What, Don't tell me it's a skirt. No, 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 no. You just wear regular boxers or whatever. But the there's the whole thing where the who wears the skirts all the time? Irish, Scottish, Scottish. Sorry, Scottish. They don't like real ones. Don't wear underwear at all. Free ball. They just let it. They let it hang. Okay. Yeah, they let it swing. And I'm sure there's many people who've worn a Tom Brown skirt that do let it swing. <laughs> um, just based on the clientele and who I know. Now I'm wondering. I have to say though, it's it's. Imagine the freedom once that you, you get from wearing a skirt. And no, no, just underwear. just wearing a skirt at all is honestly, it's very comfortable. It's amazing. Okay, it's it's really nice. But just, I can't be. I have to be like if I'm going to do Scottish style and wear no underwear under the skirt, I have to be in a Highland like scenario around grass and stuff like that because I can't be walking down Market Street. I can't be walking down Fourth and A because then. No, I know the 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 steam from the subway come up Marilyn Monroe style, and I'm showing hole on on fourth. That'd be really something. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think we could get you there. We'll, we'll eventually get you there for sure because it it exists. I think it was just like there's you know there's so much they have on hand. Yeah, you know? I mean, this was like this was like a thirty. 31 waist or something like oh, that. Oh, no. I That's think, not even LeBron. Well, sweetie, that we don't do. It's one, two, three, four, five. We don't do. Okay. So one, two, three, four, five. Do you know the inch equivalents to those sizes? No. I know that I'm a three. If I want to sit down, I'm a four. <laughs> you know what I mean? All, a lot of all my stuff is a three. I wore a four in the double breast, and I, I have to say the pants were a little big. If I want to sit down, I'm a four. <laughs> The, I uh, mean, sorry, Mr. Black, we're going to be seated for our first course now. And you're like, fuck you. Fuck, I am. <laughs> Not me. I'm going to be standing at the barge. Bring my shit over here. I won't be seating tonight. <laughs> thank you. No further questions. Don't. don't okay, so so if you want to sit your little fat ass down, then you're a four, which is there's only one more click. Yeah, bro, but I'm a big like like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam. Sam Hine is a one. I'm just saying like for a person who's. BMI is on the lower side of things. There's not much wiggle room for the yeah. people who have some more LBs on them. No, but I think that I mean they make custom. I mean it sure, exists. Sure, sure, sure. I think it's just like with the uniform stuff, which is what I wear. It's like that's what if I. If you want to be above a five, you got to get your bread up. Well, just you give us a call. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll check you out. <laughs> we'll check you. We'll out. Check, yeah, come over here. We'll do some measuring. This, it depends on how many followers you have. Of course, that's the that's the rule of the world these days. So does that mean do other clothing companies have their own proprietary sizes? No, no, that's a style. No, that's a norm. That's like a style of sizing. Like that's not that crazy. Like okay. every like there's European size. You know, like yeah. even like British shoes are different sized. No, I know that. But the one, two, three, four, five is like more of a Japanese. Got it. Style from okay. at least from what I've seen, I could be wrong because women have the you know zero one, yeah. you know that yeah. that kind of sizing. But it's I think I think the tom sizing that style is like across both genders. This must be captivating content for <laughs> some of our listeners out there who are more into NASCAR and college. Well, that, I college mean, hoop. I think that what we do here at How Long Gone is try to educate you on things you both know and don't know about, and that's, that's right, kind of how I live my life as a uh, curious person. Oh yeah. Uh, in, insatiable appetite for info. That's what we have, and mm-hmm. and we hope that's what you guys yearn for. That's right. We're going to be going to New York at the end of this week. We've got a couple shows. Um, the twenty eighth at the Bowery Ballroom, and the fourth of November at the Music Hall of Williamsburg. On the second of November, I will be doing a DJ Them Jeans live music set at the Ludlow House in That's New right. York City. Over there, I, you guys have all gone there for some meetings that didn't turn out mm-hmm. to be much. You know what I mean? Maybe been on a first date there, and the guy made you split it. But but on <laughs> on November, what day? The second. The second, yeah. November second, DJ Them Jeans is going to be manning the CDJs, uh, playing mm-hmm. only the best stuff and maybe some bad stuff as well. It is a private club, so you will have to join Soho House before <laughs> November second if you'd like to see me in action. I don't make any money off of any new signups. That all goes to the yeah, Soho the, House. If you go to Soho House and try to give them a code Jeans, they're mm-hmm. not going to kind of honor that. If so you just, if you are a close friend of ours enough to know our phone number and you aren't a loser, if I didn't give you your phone number drunkenly one time and I shouldn't have done it, you can send us a text and we'll probably have a guest list that we can put I don't, you on. I haven't decided if I'm going to be there or not yet just based on oh. scheduling, but I probably I, I feel like I'm contractually kind of should appear. It for, is it will be past your bedtime I'm assuming. We'll have to get up the next day and fly to Athens for the afternoon for the day, so it's it's going to be a packed week for me. I didn't know you were going to Greece uh the athens of the south what for i'm i'm um doing a 
speaking engagement with a photographer named Christy Bush at the University of Georgia uh, Photographic Center. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jason. It can't all be fun and games. You know, some of us have to do things that are. Hey man, a little... I get it. Get the bag, brother. Get uh, that check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard college gigs pay well. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, they do. Bro, my agent was like, "I got you something." <laughs> I, f- <laughs> I feel like you'll do anything for a trip down to Athens. No, Did no, you have no. to pay for the flight yourself? No, no, no. no. Oh, I'll do anything for. I mean, I Christy and I are friends. I love the work, and it'll be mm-hmm. fun. And I also like anything that's institutional. Mm-hmm. When it when it involves a university, as a person who didn't make it there, yeah, it's nice to kind of go down to Athens. You know, during the college football season, the leaves are changing. Oh yeah, you know, I can go to the forty watt. You know, smell some beer. Um, it'll be great. It's gonna be sick. But yeah, you know, uh, November. And tw- I'll be in New York the whole week. October twenty eighth, uh, Bowery Ballroom, Allison Roman. There's still some tickets. November fourth, Hari Neff, Music Hall of Williamsburg. There's a few tickets for that as well. Low ticket alert for both shows. Yeah, and and both of our LA shows ended up selling out. Yeah, packing we, people are sitting on the floor and shit. We baby. had people sitting on the floor like it was a damn. You know, some of them with a lot of followers. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting choice. But some people like to really earth, I guess, at the How Long mm-hmm. Gone shows. And, um, and then some of our friends who we put on the guest list decided to never leave the backstage. Just sit and backstage. Just not even wa- watch the show. And we need to give a quit. We need to give a big shout out to John Early, who, oh who came God. straight from LAX uh, and really did us a solid. He, he was really funny. And um, I just feel, I, I, all all joking aside, and I, you know, I hate to be earnest, but I do feel very lucky that we get yeah. to share the stage with people that are so talented. And it's just kind of like, sometimes I can't believe it, to be honest. Like comedy's Joe Mandy. As well as comedies, John Early. No, uh, Joe. <laughs> Joe, we got fire and ice. No, we really do have fire and ice. Mm-hmm. I texted Joe a picture uh, of Olivia Wilde wearing a Hacks dad hat, and he hasn't written me back yet. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting choice. Yeah, I thought he would like that. You okay. know, since we talked about merch, but yeah. So, speaking of merch, uh, the the how long oh, yeah. gone merch. Um, is going to be available online today, Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, the hoodie. Uh, Gone North America is designed by Index, which is Benjamin Edgar and Max uh, Lakin. Yep, and then that's a that is a champion reverse weave hoodie. That's why it's uh, more expensive than the other hoodie last time. But it is obviously the thick, cozy, perfectly yummy hoodie. I wore it on my <laughs> on both of my JSX flights. And then so the, snugly. the two T shirts. Uh, one has a nice little illustration of Jason I's face looks like it's done by crayon but it was done on figma and uh another design that's an s those are both by friend of the show and long time how long on creative director sam jane mm-hmm. we're putting that online tomorrow that'll also be available uh in new york uh, next week and, and we also have hats oh yeah the hat. available in a color story not unlike our boston red Sox. yeah we did we did a to celebrate uh ben affleck's marriage uh we did mm-hmm. a little a, a nod to the socks yeah, chuck it up for Beantown. All my MIT goners out there, we finally have a hat for you. We got so many requests from the MIT student body that we finally we finally just bent. Mm-hmm. We did it. Yeah. Yep. So just go to howlonggone.edu. <laughs> to cop, no, no, no. Howlonggone.com. Um, and then, you know, there's a little cute sticker that says shop. Um, and we're hopefully we made enough to make sure everyone can grab them. But, you know, in a few days, they'll probably be sold out. If you can't. So. That's fine too. And if you want to talk about stocking stuffers, oh, oh, baby, the holidays are just around the corner. Nothing that your mouth-breathing brother needs more than a How Long Gone T-shirt mm-hmm. to impress his friends over there. At- we have a piece of merchandise for almost every day of Hanukkah. 
dig deep dig deep but no thank you guys for listening we'll see you in new york next week and, and we're also don't don't get it twisted we're not taking any days off there's more great podcasts next week as well oh yeah and if you are listening to this podcast because you came to us from chapo trap house you can unsubscribe.